I have future wager at 50 to 1. You do. I got another 25 to win. get the first leg won, I, I just walk home. I'm just straight out the door. I'm gone. Hello listeners and welcome to another huge edition of the Two Units podcast. We've got Group 1 racing this weekend at the Heath and a stacked card of black type races including the Blue Diamond Preludes. We've got the Apollo Stakes up there. Uh, in Sydney, but the CF4 is the big one, Salts, and we're going to get into that in specs later in the show. We've got the supper, we've got pack your nags, and we'll round out with our two units as always. My name's Nick Foote. Joining me is the Sultan. Here he is. Welcome, mate. How's things? Footy, how's it going, listeners? Great to be here as usual. And yeah, like you said, it's it's nice to look forward to a, to a big day of racing this Saturday. And it doesn't have quite the same ring to it, but autumn is in the air. <laughs> I don't mind that. Um, <laughs> geez, looking through the cards, the big names are back this week. And it's not grand yeah. final week by any stretch, but she was, it was good to see like the very elegance and the SB owners who we'll talk about throughout the show, yep. those big names back and plenty more salts. Yeah, absolutely. It's going to be great, mate. Well, let's get into the show. And as always, we start with something named in your honour. This fresh, delicious, tasty meaty turkey filled cold cut combo i eat three every day to help keep me strong Uh, as always we kick things off with the sultan's suffer an opportunity where we celebrate great performances and stories in racing from the the week gone by and uh happy's introduced us yet again salts (laughs) bit of a theme you might uh notice come a bit later on there if you haven't noticed our theme by now then we're, we're big Sandler fans. He should have an Oscar, by the way. But anyway, you you, you bring someone to the table, mate. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll kick things off. And, and I'm inviting uh, the training duo of Louise and Matt Cooper. So for those, this was published on .com on Narracourt Cup Day. And uh, our man Terry McAuliffe did a great post-race interview with Louise. And for those that aren't familiar with the story, uh, Louise had a fall about 10 years ago as a jockey uh, at Eden Hope in the races and and uh, ended up a paraplegic from that fall. And on the weekend, she had her first win as a trainer with the formerly trained by Simon Zara Bombers Kiss winning on Narracourt Cup Day. And the interview was an absolute tearjerker. It was a ripper. And I highly recommend the listeners to go have a look at it on uh, on dot com salts. But uh, yeah, Louise and Matt definitely get an invite to the supper this week. Yeah, it was a beauty, mate, and and like you mentioned, it was a tearjerker. And uh, congrats to Louise and Matt there. And geez, Tezza, he he's a master of interviews. On that same day, he interviewed Kayla Crowther after she won the Narracourt Cup, mm. and that was her first Tab Country Cup. And and she's she's rode four hundred odd winners now, and she was just so ecstatic to to win a country cup on a Sunday and and his interview was outstanding. So Tezza and Kayla can come along as well. Brilliant. And Mate, uh, Salts, yeah. you're going you're gonna to change gear a little bit for the yeah, second I am. <laughs> I am, mate. I don't know. My run sheet, I'm just laughing at it. I don't know where this is going, but yeah. over to you, mate. <laughs> so, mate, I don't know who is the editor of Maths, Married at First Sight, how many editors there are, but I'm bringing the whole editing team to the table. I've watched this season 
I said I wasn't going to, but I have and I'm sucked in. And the editing is just remarkable. They get you to to hate who they want you to hate. And even though there's some nipsies on there that I wouldn't like anyway, but they get you to, uh, they suck you in. And like, honestly, I almost want to freeze myself till seven o'clock Sunday night for <laughs> this commitment ceremony, mate. I'm that excited. Is that, is that Cartman style? When the yeah, it's Cartman style. Come on, come on. <laughs> so the uh, editors are Matt. I know a lot of our listeners do listen to maths because I saw on um, Twitter someone said it was why wouldn't you want to watch a bunch of degenerates go on TV and embarrass themselves and and fair enough it's a good viewing so the editors of maths come along <laughs> I love it hey good dynamic at the supper this week uh, that that'll that'll be interesting to see how that all plays out. Hey, it's time now, though, Salts. This is where we sort of turn it up a little bit and uh, we get into our next segment. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! I've seen those finger paintings you bring home and they suck! I'm calm! (laughs) (laughs) All right, um, we've... We've really gone. Uh, we've got the new stinger there, Salts. What are your thoughts on the new stinger? Well, mate, there's there's nothing better than Sandler yelling. He he's the best yeller ever. So I'm happy with it. And at the end, he says, "I'm I'm calm." That's what we we send things packing, but we're calm. <laughs> it is, of course, the stinger for packing eggs. Where Salts and I, if we're not happy with something from. The week gone by, then yeah, we get an opportunity to tell it to pack its nags. And mate, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna kick things off this week in the segment. And I uh, I travelled interstate on the weekend, salts, and I'm actually going to send just lack of plane etiquette packing. So there's an unwritten rule when you're on an aeroplane and you're disembarking, you've pulled up, you're at the terminal, you're ready to get off the plane, that. You allow the people in front of you to gather their overhead luggage mm-hmm. and and leave the plane before you. So if you're yeah, in of if you're in one A like perhaps I was and <laughs> someone's in three C, they're not getting off the plane before me, Salts. Is that fair no. to say? Well correct. They're plebs, they wait for you. So <laughs> when you get someone shuffling by in the biggest rush to get to the baggage carousel, it's gotta go, mate. And I'm sending Lack of plane etiquette packing this week because this happened on the weekend and I just wasn't happy. Mate, who do they think they have to wait for the baggage anyway? It's extraordinary. And I had, it's ridiculous. The twist is I had carry on and they beat me out and then I saw them walk to the carousel and then I've just walked straight out. Bloody so it's yeah, hey, redundant, mate. Question without notice, and this is mm. an interesting one. Could be one for our poll. If mm. you're on a plane... Can you recline your seat if you're just in economy, domestic? Should you? I, I believe that you shouldn't. It's tough. I, I, I'm not a recliner at, at night, maybe. But yeah. I don't think during mealtime, Salt's in a 50-minute flight. If you need to yeah. recline, you're a fat yeah. joke. Yeah, if, you, if you're reclining from Melbourne <laughs> to Sydney, you're a fat abomination. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna change it here, change it up a bit, and I'm sending packing selling a car. So I've been an all-time lazy joke. I got a new car about five months ago, and I still haven't sold my old one. It's just completely pathetic behaviour. <laughs> uh, so I've listed it in the last few days, finally, and geez, you get some gypsies 
calling you up and just mm-hmm. you know is it available to i got one today available to inspect after five yeah mate no worries don't tumbleweeds just rolled across the screen they're absolute five. time wasters oh they you know w- would would you take you know you know would you take 20 grand uh <laughs> yeah. no nah, mate i'm selling it for 40 <laughs> Hey, that's what Mazda. Actually... That's what Mazda's go for these days. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Especially 1997 sedans <laughs> with, with with a million on the odometer. Um, <laughs> mate, I'll tell you actually a pretty good one with this is you know when you, when you upgrade your iPhone, your old, if you own your old one outright, mm. I always sell them on Marketplace, and I flicked mine off on Marketplace once and. The marketplace is, it's a bad place to be. It's full of, it's, it's full of scumbags and people that just want to haggle. And I had a guy drive 40 minutes to my place for an agreed fee. I think it was 600 bucks, right? For one of the old iPhones. And I said, sure. It was a couple, 600 bucks. It? Yeah, it was. It was two. So two yeah. by 600 bucks. So 1200 bucks. And I said, sure. Yep. Sold. And when they got there, he's given the old only bought a thousand dollars. And I went, well, that's that's unlucky. And then I walked back inside and he goes, no, nah, no, nah, I've got the extra 200. And I was like, no, nah, no, nah, I'm going to sell them to someone else now for you playing that game. So he <laughs> absolutely sent him and sold him, <laughs> sold him two days later for the price. You just, if you agree yeah. on a price, Salts, you yeah. don't haggle to the agreed price. Nah, it's garbage. Not, not when you turn up on your bike, Champ. Hope you enjoyed the 40-minute ride home. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Oh, well, yeah, okay. Good addition of packing eggs, new stinger. It's all happening. I don't know how I feel about some of that. Honestly. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Let's get into some racing, mate. And we're going to do that on the other side of this break. Top Sport is bringing you something that's better than the best and better than the rest. It's best of the best multis. Your top odds are guaranteed. Just place a best of the best multi across any Saturday Metro meeting to score yourself the top fluck or top dividend from the three national totes on each leg. How's that for top dollar? Download the app today and bet your way. Visit topsport.com.au. Top Sport. Feel the excitement. Best of the best, not available. WA races gamble responsibly. Welcome back, listeners. It's time now for Salt's Specs. And as always, the Specs is proudly brought to you by our great friends at Top Sport. Today, we've got tips across five states again. We've got, obviously, that Group 1 racing at the Heath. Uh, we've got a there's some sweet tips at Morpherville. Salty's real keen on that card. Uh, we got a couple hit and runs in uh, various places, Gold Coast, Ascot, and then obviously the tips there up at Randwick featuring the Group 2 Wait for Age Apollo Stakes. Salty, we're going to go to Caulfield first. What can we expect in Melbourne in terms of the weather and how's the track going to be playing for black-type racing? Mate, the weather's been beautiful in Melbourne of late and it's going to continue this weekend. It'll be a good four, probably a three. Rails true, I, I think it'll play quite even. It is quite a tough mate. There's a lot of resumers here, so I'll be watching for the most part besides the first two races, but uh, yeah, I think it'll play fair enough. Well, let's kick things off, Salts, in those first two races, and you've got a tip for us in race one, which is a benchmark 84 over the 1,400, and uh, you like something here that's low flying. Yeah, I think he picks himself. In the boat, doesn't he? I know, I know he's got to get 1,400. He's got 1,300 in the past, but he just runs time. And and the thing is here, he runs time from the front. He's run the third fastest last 1,000 of the day last start. Yes, he had the pattern on side, but he just kept running. And 
off a win like that, I, I seriously doubt seven furlongs pulls him up, particularly given you look at this map, he's going to jump from one end from the outside and there's just absolutely zero speed underneath. Like if, if you want to take him on, he's a fast horse at 1,100. If you want to take him on for the top at 1,400, you may as well just stamp your papers to finish last. Mm. So he gets control and Alana Kelly is riding him to perfection. So, yeah, yeah I, I think he's awfully hard to beat. I'll have 1.25 units on him in the boat. Yeah, at two twenty, and it's not like he's been limping through the uh, through the line either. Saltsy at the eleven hundred and twelve hundred starts, so I reckon that's a good call getting that fourteen. Yeah, exactly, and he's undefeated at Caulfield as well. He's two from two there, so yeah, mm. picks himself. All right, let's head to race two now, Salts, which is the Autumn Stakes. It's a group two set weights penalties for the three year olds, and that's also over the fourteen hundred. Yeah, so I like a couple here. I'm going to back Sharp Response for one unit and Spirit of Gaylard for 0.65 units, but best of the best. Wait for that horse. I think it'll get out a bit. Sharp Response, he is absolutely prime for 1,400, mate, and excellent chase last start at the Valley. He had race shape against and also the pattern. He made that move from the rear with no back to follow, and he was super strong to Mm. and through the line. So... I think third up, he returned beautifully at Flemington as well. Stable's going really well. I think he's prime for 1,400 and can just slot in in behind the speed on this map today. So he looks a good bet at 6 bucks fifty. And and the other one, as I mentioned, was Spirit of Gaylard. And he produced a massive finish off a slow tempo, fresh last prep. And then he just kept elevating thereafter, ended up winning at Flemington before the break. And he had a very unlucky run in his other fresh run on debut, and he's trialing the house down. He doesn't really have a dominant figure, and he's first up, so I do expect him to get out. Decent rain. That that horse has been up forever. Like if this oh. wins, if this wins again, it's just absolutely ludicrous. Like well, it's a it's phenomenal just... training performance if it can win this. Salt. So I thought the same. I thought it was a bit tight in the market. Look at its form. F- yeah. Six six runs at fourteen hundred in a row. And been up the whole time. Unbelievable. But, yeah, but yep, sharp response, spirit of Gaylord. Good stuff. Two bet play there in race two. Uh, heading to race three now, which is the Blue Diamond uh, prelude there. That's for the Colts and Geldings over the 1100. And and I've uh, got an each way play here, Salt. So I think the favorite, Jack and O's, deserves favoritism. Pretty hard to knock. You don't see too many two-year-olds win like he did here on Boxing Day, found trouble, um, found a path and and weaved through and, and smashed him. Um, but I'm value hunting here and I'm siding with Philosopher from the Anthony and Sam Freeman yard. So this horse won on debut here, uh, then failed to finish off second up against uh, Demir, I want to call it. Uh, Dog itch. There's a few. There's a few pronunciations <laughs> of this horse. Uh, anyway, did look a bit disappointing on face value, philosopher that last start. But I genuinely think that philosopher thought he was in a 390 meter greyhound race at casino <laughs> because Ollie tried to strangle him and restrain him, which you can't blame him because he just wanted to go go crazy up front. And I'm keen to to forgive that run based on the booking of Linda Meach here. So another experienced rider who has the knack of getting these types to run along and settle. So 1,100 metres, no doubt the query, but Philosopher's at 20 bucks and $4.60 the place. So I'm more than happy to play at that price with a one by three play salts. And uh, 
yeah, I think he's going to be leading for, for a long way and hopefully he can get in the money for me. Yeah, lovely, mate. Hey, moving on from that, you've got another race there and it's race eight, the Group 1 CF4 stakes over 1,400. And I had a look at this race. I found it quite difficult, but you've got a couple you're keen on. Yeah, so understanding it's a bit of a tough one because, you, you know, as we spoke about in the pre, in the preview, Salts, it's not grand final day, but you've got a horse lobbing here who's won the Turak and the Golden Eagle <laughs> last two, flies fresh. Um, and in the first group one of the season, I'm pretty happy to get around on Thunderstruck at $6.50. Um, last time here he ran at Caulfield over the 1,400 was in the Rupert Clark and got hip and shouldered into Zagami's. <laughs> And he still nearly won the so race. He was an absolute Zagami. <laughs> yeah, I bet you have. <laughs> Real sort of rough setup. Um, he was a dead set tragedy that day, and uh, yeah, he's looked pretty good in his cramp and jump out. He's the horse with the runs on the board and the one to beat. I'm also so I'm, I'm betting on Thunderstruck at six fifty, but I'm also really keen to see Behemoth in the yard, Saltsy, and get the get the Sultan Yard report. Um, if if he's trimmed up from the Durbridge, I potted him a bit last week, and I know you said he ran figures and time as well. So um, I'm happy to make him a winner at $5.50 as well, um, just pending Yard. So he's an absolute Caulfield 1,400-metre specialist, and he's really, really, really big. <laughs> he's a big boy. He's a very he's a big, big boy. boy. So I'm Thunderstruck and Behemoth until I'm looking to play it in the CF4, but just holding off on Behemoth until a bit, little bit closer to jump. Hey, just quickly, a story about that, Zagamis. I went to a Caulfield Cup years ago, mm. and I used to – I had these, like, pants that were like a velvety material, but they sort of didn't look like that, but they were just really comfy. Mm. And I was at the Zagamis after the races, and we had a few drinks, of course, but – and this girl come up and she's like, oh, they're cool pants. You mind if I give them, give them a touch? And she was good looking. And I, I said, yeah, I don't see why not. Go for it. Give them a bit of a touch. And she feels like they're real nice. And then I was like, yeah, yeah, sweet. Thinking, oh, geez, I'm on here. And then all of a sudden, I just got absolutely kneed in the ribs from the side and had no idea what was going on. It was her boyfriend. <laughs> oh, he was no. furious. Yeah. Oh, no. Hey, yeah. that's a re- that's a really nice way to tell that story, and I'm going to translate it for the listeners, right? In just s- short and simple, that Salts wore track pants to Zagami's and got in a fight. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> that is basically the story, but you've just like sourced it up a little bit. Yeah. Oh well, we don't conv- condone violence <laughs> at all, but I'm sure he's regretful of his actions. I couldn't find my way out of a wet paper bag. <laughs> um, uh, let's head to Morfittville now, Salts, the uh, city of churches. What can we expect over there in terms of weather and track conditions? Yeah, another good four to a three. And the rail's out 12 metres here, so generally an advantage on the speed. Lanes one to four, I reckon. Mm. Rail's out 12, is it? Sheesh. Yeah. All right, um, kicking things absolute rails. Kicking <laughs> things off in race three, which is a twelve hundred meter maiden, and uh, you like one here uh, at a bit of value. Sorry, the rails out ten. By the way, I okay. knew it was double figures. Um, yeah, I there's a horse I backed last start, Big Sue. Now he doesn't bring the right form for this at all. A southeast maiden maiden that hasn't won a race yet, but. If I didn't follow him up and he won here, like I'm a huge believer. I have a black book just for reminders, but I'm a massive believer. I don't follow every black book, each race on its merits. But if I didn't follow this guy up and he won, in the famous words of Happy Gilmore, I'd have to kick my own ass. So (laughs) 
He was a big drifter last start, and it was it was a very bizarre run. He sat three wide outside the lead and, and stuck on really well first up at, at eleven hundred. Stayed at eleven hundred, and then looked like he just couldn't keep up. Jockey kept looking around his shoulder to the eye. It wasn't a great look, but he somehow ended up running the fastest last two hundred of the entire meet, and he did that even though he was pretty much hard held for most of it. So I think twelve hundred and a bigger track are going to be up his alley. And look, I don't. To be honest, I don't really know a heap about. The others in the race is a lot of lot here on debut, but I just think at thirty one dollars, I can have point four of unit on him because I know he's got something going for him. Mm. Big Sue, Big Sue, thirty one bucks and eight dollars if you're each way inclined. Mm. Um, Big Sue, I think they were chan- chanting him at the Australian <laughs> they Open. Were. <laughs> they were. They love it. So yeah, they're big. They're big. Benny Price three kilo claimer fans. I think that's why they were chanting big yeah, Sue at the tennis. It's <laughs> <laughs> crap gear. Race five is a benchmark eighty six over the twelve hundred, and uh, there's another one here you like. Yes, River Twain looks very well suited here. Off a little let up, and had a nice trial between runs and. What he does is he enjoys crossing the border. He's got a good record in South Australia and he does strike a race here where he's going to most likely lead and dictate. One of the speed influences, high-class Harry. Shout out to our mate Tobes who, who's in on him. He's going to go to Colac tomorrow. and So the Tobes. only other speed influence left is one more Jack and he's first up off a layoff as well. So I think he just completely controls it here. And although he can win off any tempo, I do think his best performances come when he's out even and then home well. And Ben Price, I, I'm i actually backing three rides of his and he's only ridden five from his last 50. He's not exactly flying, but I think he's got some really good rides on the card today to, to get a few winners under the belt. And what he does is he does like to, to pinch a bit of a breather when he's leading, I've noticed. He doesn't really like fully yeah. send him. So I think, that, I think that will suit this horse. And I think it will go very close to winning the race, River Twain. Yeah, you're getting four bucks for River Twain on top sport. I actually looked into this race too, Salts, and I really wanted some more speed because I really wanted to find my old mate, Kenyon Wonder. Yeah, that ran well. That, didn't, that ran well. Finished, mate. Yeah. Well, finished, ran in the Durbridge and finished yeah. off like, still ran fifth, but finished off really strong behind Camel Passer and Behemoth. And yeah, that reads pretty well in this type of race, but. Yeah, maybe another day, mate. I should uh, mention as well there, sorry, I forgot to mention, the blink has come off River Twain and they were off in that really nice recent trial as well. So happy with that gear change. Excellent. Uh, race seven is our last tip at Morpherville and uh, we both landed on the same one here, Saltzy. Um It's race seven, it's the Premier's Plate, the feature of the day over the covered a distance of 2,037 <laughs> metres. Uh, yeah, Let's uh, take us away, Salts. Yeah, named after me, this unique artist. And looks very well placed here. That was so bad. Sorry. Yeah, Picasso. (laughs) Looks very well placed here on the minimum. Sometimes when people interrupt me when I'm doing the form, I say, excuse me, would you interrupt Picasso doing a painting? I don't think so. (laughs) Anyway, so in on the minimum and and given the upside of this horse and and the races that, that she comes through, I think she picks herself at this $2.80 and went 14 to 2,000 metres second up at Flemington, walked in off of quite a slowish tempo. And then last night at Caulfield, if you swap the runs, you no doubt swap the result. She just got there too soon and actually chased quite a good speed. 
the winner got her back. So swap one, swap result. And this race lacks considerable tempo. It already lacked tempo before strategic fill come out. Now there's actually no noted leader in the race. So there's no tempo, whether it wants the lead or just let Smiling Assassin come across and and sort of take a trail. I think it's got the best turn of foot in the race from the position in run advantage. So I think it's going to be awfully hard to get past. Yep. No, I'm, I'm with you, mate. Unique artist at three bucks. In terms of stakes races, they don't get much more winnable than this. And yeah, it's it's the horse in form and the horse that you want to be with. So yeah, and it's a yeah. you know it's a mare. It hasn't won a stakes race yet. Um, you know they're they're good at penciling in races for for their nags across the border, the Stokes mm. Yard, and this will definitely be one of them. Absolutely. Hey, uh, before we head up to Randwick and have a look at the tips that you've got for us there, you've got a few in that card at Randwick. I'm just going to bypass and touch down at Cool and Gadder and head to Gold Coast quickly, Salts, because I've got a tip there at the Gold Coast for Saturday, and it's in race seven, the Demex Handicap. And no surprise that my love affair continues with Gogol, who won, f- won last week. I'm tipped on the show as well um, and he's just a gutsy, gutsy boy and uh, I'm pretty keen on him. The prices aren't up as yet, but I've mentioned him, well, I think I've tipped him about four times and he can just do it from anywhere, the front, the back. He's just sticks his neck out. Don't If he comes up a dollar two, I'll probably have a unit on him. <laughs> Mate, last night, <laughs> if, if you were betting in the run, you would have had about 15 million bucks on him. I know he only won by like a half head or something, but he just looked mm. the winner so far out. Yeah, he just travels. He's he's a good, he's a good boy. Mm. I think I sent you a message after the race saying, if this guy ever goes for a spell, I'm keen to take him. What does I'm keen to take him to the Wit Sundays and ride him on the white sand. It's <laughs> a genuine love affair. <laughs> anyway, Google Race 7, Gold Coast, smash and grab. Uh, mate, let's head to Randwick. Uh, and there's a little bit on the radar, and you're just holding off um, for a bit later in the card, but you do have some plays. What, what can we expect up there? Yeah, tomorrow's really crucial. There's 6 to 10 mil forecast. And how much that hits the track will obviously impact the rating. And I'm working on a five or six, but I'm praying for a five or even a better side of five. I'm I'm just begging for it in particular for for a bet later in the card. But these other bets aren't aren't particularly influenced by the weather too much. Right. Well, let's kick it off in race three, which is a benchmark seventy-eight over the twenty-four hundred meters. Yeah, I just had a look then because. We've done this show just after five o'clock, and now tomorrow's eight to twenty mil, oh. which which has been updated. So, yeah. What What about all the times that we've given tips and then yeah realised they've been scratched? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was an awkward time when, when we were recording, but yeah. um, yeah. So that's that's updated now. So that I'll, I'll mm. be you know working around it being a six, but still, you never know at round week. Sometimes it's it's very hit or miss. So race three. Benchmark 78, 2400. I like a horse here, Mate of Ore. Now, she took a while to find form this prep, but she's found it now. And she's got a really good fitness base to run this trip out. And she was huge too back. I know it's Canterbury form, but she was huge too back when working really wide and on speed and, and only just nosed out by a subsequent winner. And then just forget she went around last night. She was, as TV said the other day, it, it sounded so good. She was traveling deluxe. And. She looked the winner a long way out and then 
she just copped a bit of an impatient steer, sort of went for a, a run up the inside that was never there and, and got shut out and just went to the line untested. And look, she went around in a strong graft, grafting cup last July prior to a spell and she measured right up there. And I think she's going much better than price suggests and a bit of weight relief and a positive jockey change. Tim Clark going on. Happy to have half a unit on. Half a unit at $17 on Top Sport. That's made of or in race three. Nice bit of value for the listeners. Uh, race five, we've come up with the same one. I think it's, uh, you know, hopefully they're standing out like this all day and, and yeah. they duly salute. Uh, it's a benchmark 88 over the mile, Salty. Yeah, we both like Yee Yee here and beaten fair square by Wairi Falls last start there's there's no denying that but he does get a kilo and a half off that runner for that clash and i think he turns the tables wairiri falls was back in trip there 100 meters third up and on a seven day backup so definitely had the fitness advantage versus yee who was second up yee third up now fitter maps are treating first up did run the second fastest last 200 of the day so that says a win's coming at some stages prep. This looks a nice uh, race for it. And J-Max Deers, 1.25 units. Yeah, $2.50. I'm with you, Saltsy. Yee, yee. She's canasters in that race. Canasters turning into uh, just is actually forming into a minor placing. It's extraordinary oh, stuff. Mate, it's about to become low meter. It's running every three days. <laughs> it actually is. Be a great horse to own. I'm going to get Forky to start riding it. <laughs> if you don't like owning winners. <laughs> no, nah, it's got a pretty good record. That's that's rough. Yeah. Um, <laughs> race six, Salts. The Southern Cross Stakes. It's a group three. It's a handicap and it's over the six furlongs. Yes, and I kept looking. I looked over and over and over for something to be lost and running. Looked and looked and looked, but I think despite the top weight, he's just so far and away the best horse in this race at this point in time that... The $5 just has to be bet. You know, he's yeah. fourth in an Everest. He he, yeah. he won that Hunter. He was second then in the Classic Legend behind Eduardo, who was flying, and then won the Hunter three wide, no cover on his ear. Belted them. So I think the $5 is a great bet, and there's just nothing here that can match the times that he runs in the past. So despite the weight, he just plonks himself right on speed, and... He has trialed an, an absolute treat. I know he took his time to find his feet last prep, but he does have a really good first up record. And I'm happy to put that last prep down to the pressure of him already having an Everest slot and just trying to get his prep right to time into perfection. And it seemed to take him a while to get going, but he's only here off 10 weeks now. And, and like I mentioned, the work between runs has been outstanding. So yeah, I, I think he's a good bet loss and running full unit at uh, fives. Full unit fives on lost and running in race six. Hey, uh, race seven is a that's gonna that's this is a race that's going to get a lot. Um, probably not a big betting race as such with the market, but Espiona returns. I think about a dollar fifty in the market at the moment. Salts. So what are your what are your thoughts on Espiona? Yeah, unfortunately, as soon as a horse bobs up that that looks enormously talented, we we get the comparisons to Wink. So I'm certainly not going down that path. And mm. there's an, just like 
there's the whole Murray River to go under the bridge before that happens. But <laughs> mate, that win at that win at Flemington, the side on there's there's a bit of slow mo side on footage that oh it's phenomenal. Oh, mate, she just absolutely oh jeez, I nearly dropped the magic then. She just absolutely blows <laughs> them. So yeah, you're probably probably most definitely wasting your money backing against her here. But happy to watch. Yeah. I'm Probably sure. most definitely. That was just pathetic fence sitting. But yeah, I'm happy to watch, but I hope she brains them. I was in the background of that slow motion video just looking like a losing joke because I had the worst day ever at the racetrack. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, it was, <laughs> was a joke that day. It was one of the worst punting days of my life. And I thought I'd erased it. And then Channel 7 brought out the super slow mo of watching. <laughs> it was that exact moment you saw my heart tear in half there. So. <laughs> Um, that's great. Um, yeah, I'm, I, I mean, too, too skinny now. If it was around that dollar sixty seventy mark, I'd be happy to chuck Espiona in in an all up with one or two units. But I think I might even bypass that and just just watch and appreciate. Mm. Uh, race eight is the Apollo Stakes Group Two Weight for Age fourteen hundred meters. Brilliant race, so, you know it's Group Two Weight for Age. This is a Group One race. There's no denying it. I took a similar approach in betting in the spring for the Wink Stakes when most of these were first up over 1,400. And I'm happy to back the same two here. And Cascadian is one of them and Think It Over is the other. Cascadian for mine, he should have won that Wink Stakes. He was the one looking the winner the most. There was major interference and there were several involved in that ruckus that were hampered by. But he's the one I think affected the most. And he's got the same setup for this. And... I just loved his lead-in trial. He looks to be going really well. Good horse gets back, which is which is the knock. It's why he doesn't win many. But he's just too big of a price to not have something on because he is now a proven Group One weight for age animal. You know he was running up behind Darkie at two thousand meters before before being tipped out. This is a good horse. Mm. Think it over. He's just jogging around at the trials. Had two trials. But he's just super consistent. He too was unlucky in that wing stage stakes fresh last prep and stay stake, stakes fresh ten times over and over. Far out. How much wood could a wood chop chop a wood chop could chop wood? But yeah, he, he he was unlucky there, and then he just about won everything. He ran in since, and I think he gets a really nice spot off the fence midfield here. Very elegant. Would be remiss of us not to touch on her. What about when we did the Melbourne Cup Sheesh. show? Yeah, more, we more it was moronic. Oh, oh God, that was just. I, I was even thinking this for this race. So yeah, like I know that. I know the trials were pretty quiet, but yeah, you know, it's right or off at your own peril, hey? Ah, well, her, her Melbourne Cup wins the best win since the Winx era, hands down. Like absolutely no denying, one of the best wins you'll ever see, rated through mm. the roof. Unbelievable, best figure I've seen in years and years. But she can, of course, fire fresh and, and has in the past. And this this rain is is helpful to her. I do note, though, those fresh winds, she's sort of got in that wide line and, and really got moving early, which is important for a horse like this over 1,400 that gets over further. Mm. See, barrier one for her is a major negative. She won't shock if she overcomes it because she's a champion. There's absolutely no argument she's a champion, but... I think that inside gate is a major negative. So I'll have half a unit on Cascadian and a 0.85 units on Think It Over. 
Yeah, nice. And just not to harp on about very elegant, but mm. she usually she's kicked she's kicked off her campaigns in smaller fields as well. This one's going to be this one runs a little bit deeper and it's a larger field, so she's going to yeah. have to do a bit of work to get through and and win. You would think. Yeah, but yeah. Salts his plays Cascadian and think it over. Uh, race nine and ten, Salts. You've you've got a you've got a weather watch. You've got the Bureau of Saltsiology just uh, park. Park your bets for now. Yeah, I won't touch on race nine because I'll I'll just completely re-look at that depending on the weather. But race 10, just keep an eye out for the rating. We need it to be soft five, preferably better. So it's wishful thinking, but I thought Invinciano was just brilliant in mm. listed grade last start and dropping back to an 88 and only going up a kilo for it. I think she'd be hard to – if it was a good track, I'd even though she's back in trip 100 metres, it was a good track, I'd absolutely plonk her. Mm. But let's just keep an eye on the weather because she's a, she's a good tracker. She's won on a five before, but she's a good tracker. Well, that rounds out uh, your spec segment there at Randwick. So I'll see hey, lots of value in there and hopefully a couple of winners and we'll, we'll see a nice little collect for the day at Randwick. Hey, before we get to our two units, I've got a – a late night salts uncut special at Ascot. Ooh, uh, hopefully, ooh. it's better than last week because Rhino. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully, this one's better than last week. It got delayed to Sunday night at ten p.m. due to extreme heat, and it's still running. Yeah, um, it, needed, it needed to start on the Saturday. That thing didn't it? <laughs> That's true. It did. <laughs> hey, but but this thing, if it runs up to its last start, salty. This is race nine at Ascot. It's the fit to travel handicap over the mile. It jumps at eight thirty. Uh, and it is Fashion Queen at six bucks. She is flying. So ran second last start this track trip, slow tempo beater. She, she ran the best sectionals of the meeting from the 800 meter and one of the best last 600 meter ratings at Ascot 1600 meter ever. So ever. she's ever. So and she's, she's six abs- bucks. What race she's is She's absolutely low flying. One. It runs deep. So she's drawn... She's drawn the car park. Yeah, okay. Yeah, which I actually think for these, we saw it with, um, what was the Peters uh, thing that Pikey rode in the group one Regal over Power. there? Regal Power. <laughs> no, the other thing, the Grace, Graceful. Graceful girl, girl yeah. Graceful girl, yeah. So I think this is a classic case. He, he tipped the... us out of that when he came on the show. <laughs> yeah, but you go back and you actually listen and he tips yeah, you in because yeah. he's like, this, the barrier 16 and it's the same for this horse. It actually... Yeah. Like it actually, its racing pattern is negated. The barrier is negated by its racing pattern anyway. Mm, so, yeah. um, I'm pretty happy to play at the uh, the six bucks here. Barrier sixteen sells fashion queen in uh, eight thirty four p.m. on Saturday fashion, night. Fashion queen. If that gets up, you can buy some uh, Dolce and Cabana. Fashion. <laughs> 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 All right. Good chat. Uh, let's head to our two-unit segment, Salts. Two units. We need a stinger for this too. We. Yeah, true. When does when does Adam Sandler yell out two units? I'm not sure. If ever done that. <laughs> yeah, I think that's in Jack and Jill. We haven't. <laughs> yeah. I haven't. I haven't gone back and watched that one. Um, <laughs> all right, race nine, Caulfield, Belmain Stakes. My best bet of the weekend is Probabil dollar ninety five and. It's a little bit of deja vu here for the Jamie Richards and his star mayor, Prob Bill. 
duo, mate. This They won this race last year, kicking off a successful campaign where she went on to win the Futurity in the next start. And, and I'm assuming that the, the plan and the setup's the same again. So she hasn't been seen since she topped out in the Cox Plate. And uh, with all due respect to the rest of the runners here, she's just got panels on them. And I think if she's even 80% wound up, she just wins this. So taking a dollar ninety-five now, I'm going to have it anchoring all of my all-ups for the weekend. And, and I think she's a really, really, really good bet. Hence why she's my two units. That's Probable with Brett Preble, also referred to as Preble Bill. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I remember I took her on first up last prep with snap dancer or, or maybe in the, whenever it was just cause she did it. She was just had the softest trial of all time. She just rolled up and spanked him four from five at Caulfield loves it. Yeah. She's, she's classy and she does love the heath. Yes. Um, mate, you're going, Hey, you're, so I'm obviously going from stakes grade. You're going to a pretty big race as well for your two units. Pretty high. Yeah. I think there's a lot of prize money in this one too. So it's about as low <laughs> Other than a maiden, it's like the lowest rating race that can occur on a Saturday, and that's benchmark 60. Mm. This is Morpherville race eight. Damascus moment, 1.4 units, not quite 1.5, not quite 1.3, 1.4. Now, she's a mare in excellent form at the moment, and I was watching the track at Gawler last start to see what the rain was doing, and, and the rain hit, and I pulled myself out of the bet and she just goes much better on top of the ground. But I thought the effort over 1100 was excellent. She tracked a hot speed and like I mentioned, the, the track was rapidly deteriorating and she never shirked it. She detests the wet. Like I said, again, back on top of the ground, huge positive, huge class dropper here. We're talking 72 back to a 60 and she's in with 59 and a half with that Ben Price claim. So like I mentioned before, he's got a strong book of rides at, Morfittville, and this is one of them, plonks herself on speed and she's a mare in red-hot form and I think she'll win the race, Damascus moment. Yeah, and she's at $2.70 at the moment. I think uh, your man, Benny Price, might have replaced Brock Ryan. Nah, he's 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 given me nothing, Ben Price. I don't. He hasn't written yeah. any winners for me. He had one the other week where I thought he got it a bit wrong. But, you know, when, when they're going forward like that um, – I'm happy to play because he's on the best horses in the race. Mm. Yeah. Good dart. Well, that rounds out our two-unit segment, which means our show is done for another week. That was, what, we at? Season three, episode three. Ooh. We, we're going to end up with free a box set, box set bigger than friends. <laughs> <laughs> it's not bad. Can't wait for uh, the reunion. Oh, mate. Oh, we Chandler. <laughs> <laughs> chat. Hey, uh, hey, listeners! You can you can continue to leave us uh, reviews on Apple Podcasts and also Spotify. And if you love listening to the show, and you know you're turning a little little profit, perhaps out of the bets, don't be scared to hop on the website either and pick up a Jason Stubby holder. We got uh, a Benchmark Fifty Eight version, and we've also got a Group One version for the absolute ballers out there as well. So if you really like nice things, that might be the one for you. And just a little teaser, watch this space. Watch oh, this space. Yeah, the director of merch is approaching. Yeah, watch this space. 
<laughs> I'll Saltsy. All the best on the weekend, mate. I won't catch up with you this week, but uh, we'll be back next week on the show to celebrate a successful weekend of group racing, mate. You beaut. Have a good weekend. People behind me, they can't understand. Makes me feel like. Makes me feel like. So I